calling all psychonauts. May you enjoy the days through the haze. Enjoy what is now. This episode of the Slightly Fuzz podcast is sponsored by Bud Tea Company, a cannabis apparel brand from Maine. Check them out at budteco.com. That's B-U-D-T-E-E-C-O.com. Or follow them on Instagram at budteco. Tell them Slightly Fuzz sent you. Okay, Blake Herrera, AWAS. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. AWAS. I had been saying it as IWAS for like five months now. So <laughs> it's one of those things that I don't I don't even know how you're actually supposed to pronounce it. So I, I go with AWAS. Um, but you know, if someone says something otherwise, you know, it's yeah. it's far from the end of the world. <laughs> we'll stick with AWAS unless I uh unless I just forget halfway through this. But uh, <laughs> no worries. Thanks for, thanks for being here, man. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you. You just put out uh, Wayward Gods. When this drops, yeah, we'll have been out for a week. So congrats, man. Fuck yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, I'm also excited because we're going to play Man is God, the music video that you have. And Man is God is my favorite track off the album. It's oh, yeah? also It's also kind of how we met how we started talking to each other on mm-hmm. on Instagram and such. Um, you only had a few singles out at the time. This is like, I don't know, five months ago or something like that. Something like that, yeah. And, um, I heard Man Is God. It, honestly, I was almost a little scared to check out your music. The logo is a little black metal for me. Mm-hmm. I was hesitant. I was like, mm, I don't know, probably not going to be for me. But I don't know. The, the stars were in alignment that day, and I checked it out and loved man it's god i loved it and i sent you a message and and told you how much i loved it and you know we've been chit-chatting here and there ever since so um you never know how social media is going to work but it's it's a wild beast (laughs) yeah i'm glad it worked out man um you know five months later something you have this album out and you let me give it a couple listens and it's great dude um i've said this before a few times but like the real like doomy stuff, the real slow stuff is not always my thing. And I think I even told you that when I first messaged you was like, I come from a way more like desert rock, stoner rock yeah, kind of yeah. area. And I, I, as I've gone through all of this stuff, I've gotten more and more into that music. And mm-hmm. I ended up just absolutely loving the album, dude. And it's hard to kind of define. How would you define it? Man, I don't know. Uh, a lot of times I get kind of described as psych doom, um, which I'm I'm super fine with that being, you know, if, I, if I'm designated as some kind of genre, that one works for me. Um, you know, I, I, I come from, you know, a big background in stoner rock and desert rock, stuff like that, um, just as much as I do, you know, in terms of a background of, of listening to, to doom. Uh, so really, they're, they're, they're both big influences on me. Um, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily put one even above the other, you know, like mm-hmm. Caius is, is one of the most important bands in terms of who I am as a musician, as a guitar player. And, uh, you know, that, that's the definition of stoner rock, desert rock. I saw a description of your music on doomed and stoned, and it's like the best description of any sort of music. So I'm going to read it. <laughs> I, I, it probably came from you or, or um, 
I don't I think I think it came from you, but psychedelic blues and ominous doom through the bloodshot eyes of Aleister Crowley is the coolest description yeah, of any, any music <laughs> ever. So if anyone's listening, they don't, they haven't heard you yet. That just sold them right there. <laughs> yeah, that one that one took a while. I went through a few different Instagram, uh, you know, bios uh, before before I got to that one. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I was, I was in line at Taco Bell talking to a friend of mine on, uh, on Instagram. And I was like, what do you think about this? If I change my bio and he was like, yes, 100% go with it. Dude. Yeah, you definitely nailed it. I love it. And how can you not want to check that out? If you, if you listen to that, <laughs> I think it's pretty appealing. Um, I also yeah. think it, it describes the music pretty well, you know, it does, so. it does though. Cause, Cause for me, like thinking that like the logo is black metal and then not really loving like just real slow doom and then hearing your music and then reading that description, it all, it all makes sense. And I'm like, that is, yeah, that's, the only, that's the only way to describe it. <laughs> Which is Yeah. That, that was the goal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what's it like being a solo band? Do you call it a solo band? Uh, I call it do, a, you play, do you play all the instruments or are you just kind of creating the music yeah. and, and you have studio people with you or no um while i'm expanding the band right now um i'm actually playing with some guys getting ready to uh get ready for you know hitting the stage live um i I played everything myself i programmed the drums um i sang i wrote the lyrics i played the guitar played uh played bass um when you hear strings or an organ i programmed that as well so yeah it was it was just me. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a very solitary experience. I'll, I'll definitely yeah. say that. Um, it's much more fun to, to play in a band. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think some of the, the kind of, I don't know if I'd say loneliness, but that's probably the best word for it of, uh, of doing it all by yourself comes out in, in the, the album a little bit, I think, um, in some of that darkness, um, I mean, it's, I, I think it's a pretty fucking dark album. Um, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't, uh, bring to mind flowers and butterflies per se. <laughs> I, you know, there, there is a huge difference and I'm not much of a musician myself, but you know, just jamming with people and being in a room yeah. and just like having some beers and creating something, even if it sucks, just having fun is a, a whole experience in and of itself. But the part that has always intrigued me the most is like going into a studio and like just tinkering, just messing around with stuff and making like this song, you know? So like mm-hmm. you kind of get, you kind of get the best of both worlds. I mean, it's all of your, your work. It's all of your ideas and creativity that comes together yeah. in this and you can go in the studio and work it out. But then to have uh, a people that you're putting together to try to play it live and, and stuff like that, like, and I'm sure, and I know, well, I know you've been in, in other bands. So, you know, mm-hmm. do you have a preference? Do you, do you like working solo or is it the band just more fun? What, what was it about this project also that you were just like, I'm doing this. I don't want anyone else's input. I don't want to hear <laughs> yeah. what you think go where and what, I, this is mine. Dude, that part at very least, uh, that came out of just, you know, bare fucking necessity. Um, I was living in, was this, uh, in was this like a pandemic project or was this before all that? It was partially pandemic. I mean, I've been working on some of these songs for years. Um, 
you know, this is, this is my roots. Uh, I, I finally started making the music that I, I always wanted to make because I've been doing just different stuff that it never felt right. And, you know, this just felt right. Um, but I was also living in, you know, a, a small mountain town where there wasn't much of a metal scene where there weren't really, you know, many, you know, people playing this type of stuff. You know, if they were, if they were playing metal, they were playing stuff that sounded, uh, you know, a lot closer to, to like anthrax or something like that, you know, sped up, um, or, you know, death core stuff like that. Um, and so I, I was just like, I have these sounds in my head um, and I want to get them out of my head. Uh, so it was, it was, it was almost more out of necessity than, than anything else. Um, you know, since I, I moved down to, to Phoenix, you know, the, the scene here is fucking sick. Um, for people who haven't really checked out the, some of the bands from Phoenix, like we've, we've got a really, really vibrant scene. I've seen um, the names come up a few times, and and maybe not Phoenix necessarily specifically, but at least Arizona. I mean, I know Grail is is from there, and dude, yeah, um, Grail. I, I, and we've I, talked about I, Lost Dutchman and a few others, so you've definitely got some yeah. some bands in there. Yeah, no, there's there's some really great bands. Masara um, is amazing. Loserfur, you know, I, I I could go on for for a real long time. Um, you know, the, the, the dudes in Grail, they're, they're blowing up. Um, I've probably seen them three or four times, uh, since I moved down here. They're really great guys too. What is the um, venue down there? Uh, what's it called? Is it Yucca? So that's, that's kind of the, the free show venue. Um, okay. you know, that's, that's where Planet Mammoth does a lot of stuff there. Uh, really great kind of promotion production company, uh, you know, and and they're they're putting on great shows uh yeah, festival see, coming, coming up in february all the yeah, bands yeah, that yeah, follow yeah. on instagram and stuff ever someone is there like every week putting on a uh, killer shows like like bands that i would like travel to go see are just always at this place just playing all the time i'm like jesus oh yeah dude and and it's it's not that big of a, of a venue it's it's yeah. it's really a, a bar and a pinball place um <laughs> You know, and it's got it's got a, a nice stage. It's got, but one of the things that really works for it, it's got really fucking sick acoustics. Um, like bands just sound great there. Um, you know, and the, the lighting's really good too. Um, I, I I love Yucca. Um, you know, it, it's it's become kind of part of a bit of local controversy because of of uh, the vaccine or negative test mandate they have. Um, you know, I don't mean to get like all political or whatever. You know, I, I, I feel good going there personally. Um, so that's an appeal to it. Um, but yeah, yuck is, yuck is the shit. But we, we've got several, several really good metal venues in town. Um, you know, and a lot of really great bands are coming. You know, like I'm, I'm seeing Meshuga, I'm seeing Mono Lord, I'm seeing all them witches. You know, nice. it, it's a great town for, for, for music. And you have Alice Cooper's uh, hot dog place. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, he, he lives in, in Scottsdale, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I've been down there a couple times for uh, spring training for the Cubs and uh, just okay. went down there to party and watch baseball. And uh, one day we yeah, went out. Yeah, you get up, to, uh, get up Mill Ave, I'm guessing. <laughs> um, 
well, they where do they play? What's uh, is it Tempe or one of those places? Yeah, in Tempe, and and the big the big party row is Mill Ave down there. That's where, like the where the college students go and everything. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we've been there, and I've probably forget, forgotten <laughs> what happened. But it's a, uh, it's a place that Phoenix you forget what you did. Yeah. <laughs> we did go to Phoenix, and I, we did go to Alice Cooper's. Uh, it's, it's like a it's weird. It's like Alice Cooper mixed with baseball or something, right? And hot dogs. I think so. Um, I I've only been once, I think, and it was a while back when I first moved yeah. to Arizona. Yeah, this was like I don't know, ten years ago now or something. But, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's definitely a, a unique place. <laughs> yeah. So, what are the plans for playing live? Then you said you're putting some guys together. Have mm-hmm. you played? Have you tried to play anything on your own, or has it just been like a studio project? Man, you're 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 looking at uh, at the the studio. Um, you know, I'm I'm in it. I'm at my recording desk. I've got my studio monitors and everything. You know, I've got yeah. my guitars behind me and everything. Um, you know, I've got a bunch of guitars over to to my right. Um, it's it it was all here. Um, now a lot of the the stuff that I'm working on right now, I've actually been workshopping with the guys that I'm I'm playing with. Um, that uh, it's it's sounding really really cool man (laughs) uh it's 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 a really surreal amazing experience uh to to hear your music be played live with other dudes um you know it to 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 hear just that roar of a of a guitar cabinet and a bass cabinet uh you know playing your your music is it's it's amazing there's there's nothing that really can compare Vine was pretty close. <laughs> to, it must be a little strange to hear it all at once because you've been hearing it one instrument at a time until you put it in to the computer, right? And and yeah, to hear it kind of out in the air for the first time. It's got to be kind of strange. Well, that's how I compose it in my head. I'm 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 making up each of the instruments one by one, um, you know. And and my my writing process is kind of weird. Uh, it's really segmented. Uh, so I'll literally just, I'll have an idea on either bass or guitar. I'll write the, the verse or the chorus, let's say. Sometimes I start with a bridge, to be honest. Um, you know, and, and I record that one bit. I program the drums so that I have essentially a metronome. Like the, you know, I, I, I'm really big on, on drums. I, I love loud drums. Um, as you can hear when you listen to the album. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but like when I play live or when I'm playing with other people, like the drummers who I, I vibe with musically the most, that's kind of the, the root of it. Um, and, uh, and so I, you know, I just, I need that metronome. <laughs> um, I'm one of those types of guitar players that I just, I need a drummer. What happens when you get these guys on board with the band and it's time to start writing the second album? Are you going to like Dave Mustaine this thing and be like, listen, you just play what the fuck I tell you to play. This is my band. This is my music. No, I, I've I've made it clear to to the guys I'm working with that you know if, if they really want to do this, that I I'd like to to make this a truly collaborative uh, process. Um, you know, I I it'll always be to a certain extent my band. You know, just because I created it, I started it, and and everything like that. I you know wrote the first album entirely myself. Um, 
really the only help I had was like art and mastering. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, no, the, the second album, you know, I'm working on a split right now. Um, but the second full length album will, will be much more collaboratively written. It's the plan. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And, and what's your projection for like a live show six months from now, a month from now, a week from now? Uh, <laughs> I, I wish it was a week from now, man. Yeah. Um, but probably early, uh, 2022. Cool. That's, that's kind of the, the goal right now. Yeah. So just to get people up to speed here, let's play man as God. Let's, let's play this music video and, and show totally. everyone what we're talking about, huh?
All right, man. Is it weird sitting here and listening to your own songs in front of people? Do you get weirded out by hearing your own voice and stuff? Uh, especially in front of other people, yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> They're just sitting there um, like you or something? Yeah, you know, I, I think that much as uh, a musician is one of the most uh, exhibitionist identities that you can possibly have, because you're just like, listen to me, listen to me. Um, you know, it, it, there's also a, a, a certain amount of insecurity that comes from, from being a, a musician. It's just, it's just sure. weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but I, I love it, man. Um, I love, uh, knowing that the people are listening to it and it's connecting with people. Yeah. I I've said this before, but I, you know, I still get weirded out by like hearing my own voice on like a voicemail. So the fact that I'm sitting here doing a podcast, oh, yeah. then I have to edit it later and like listen to it like three times, four times. Dude, that's my nightmare. I, I hate the sound of my my speaking voice. I'm I'm fine with the sound of my singing voice. Um, you know, it, it, but it's it's still weird. I've just gotten I've gotten at least used to the sound of my my voice when I'm singing. Uh, but speaking, I'll never get used to it. <laughs> so what's the what's the story behind the man as God video? Who'd you work with on that? And, and is there is there a yeah. story behind on that? Yeah, I worked with Hellcat Productions, which is uh, Corey Cowley and and uh, and her uh, collaborator, who who was really kind of one of the the masterminds behind this video. It was, it was really the three of us working together. Uh, but newbie, you know, shot it, directed it, uh, came up with some some really great ideas. Um, I always pronounce her name fucking wrong. So I never tried. I always call her newbie. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I had the idea of, of, uh, the statue, um, and kind of the, the Greek goddess vibe to it. Um, and, uh, you know, really we, we, we bounced around a lot of ideas on, on FaceTime, uh, just kind of talking about what we could do, what would work with the song. Uh, and so it was a really collaborative effort, you know, um, Corey, who you see in the video, um, she, her Instagram is, uh, I, I believe it's pronounced Folium Discog Needum too. Um, you know, she's a, a really great horror writer as well. Um, but she's a, a big, you know, Instagram, uh, presence. Um, and she kind of has taken me under her wing, always, you know, promoting me and, uh, another band called, uh, Utter Scorn. Uh, he does, uh, death metal. Um, we, we kind of feel like her, her adopted children, you know, of, of the internet. Um, so it was, it was really, really, really cool to, to actually get to work with her. And actually the, the insert, uh, that comes with the, the vinyl has artwork that she uh did that it was it was a picture that she created she has a lot of like really cool horror art um and uh then my my friends over at monster riff kind of modified it and and really helped with the design um and and newbie's an amazing makeup artist so she did all the makeup for it as well so you know it was it was a low budget but i'm a fair but i'm i'm really proud of it Cool. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of artwork, let's talk about the, the album cover. It's, it's Steven Yoyada, right? Yeah. I think he's he's been brought up on like at least half of the podcast I've done so far. Dude, he's a presence. <laughs> yeah. 
And your album also has boobs on it, which is cool. Yeah, boobs are good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's the story behind that? <laughs> aside aside from Yo Yada just being a, a badass, you know, what's the story behind the album artwork? Yeah, there's a couple different concepts. the The background um, has the desert in it and the mountains, which you know the album was made between Flagstaff uh, and Phoenix. Um, there's, there's kind of a, a circular aspect to it as well, which reflects the, the order of the, the songs on the album. Um, there's like a continuation of a, of a kind of spiral of sorts that, that Steven did that, uh, Monster have added onto the back. Cause if you get the vinyl, you actually get to see what the full album artwork is cause it's expanded onto there. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's one advantage to it. <laughs> um, <coughs> but uh, you know, the the album in terms of the the order of the songs, it starts at the almost the end of the journey, and it ends with the beginning of the journey. Um, so wanted to kind of create that circular aspect to it. Um, and then the, the the woman on the front, you know, is supposed to to represent just you know kind of I a lot of this is is so influenced by the occult and by by Aleister Crowley and um, Colin Wilson, another really great occult thinker that more people need to read um, if they're into the occult. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, the, this idea of, of a goddess with the pentagrams, you know, carved into her arms, something something very strange and kind of supernatural in a seemingly natural space mm-hmm. was was really kind of the idea behind it. I, I saw in, in that uh, Doomed and Stoned piece on you, it was it mentioned that like wayward represents like or, or, or literally means like unpredictable. And God mm-hmm. kind of meaning, you know, yourself, I guess, right? I mean, all of yeah. us are our yeah. own gods. And and like even that title, just unpredictable gods. I was like, oh man, that that's cool too. Like, you know, just not understanding what's gonna happen or not knowing what's gonna happen or being your own God and and all that stuff. So let's talk a little bit about that philosophy behind the music and mm-hmm. and and Alistair Crowley. Because you know, we talked a little bit about it behind the scenes, and I told you that I had picked up um, the Book of Law, whatever whatever that uh, is actually called, translates to Book yep. of Law, right? Something like that. Book of the Law, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's uh, Alvagus or Lagus, something like that. Is, is that is that kind of like his big book? Is that the one everyone starts with, or what? I don't remember how I picked that one. But, That's uh, the Essentials. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You know, if you're if you're uh, going to read uh, Crowley, you get you got to start with Book of the Law, and uh, probably you know if if you read it the first time and you don't hate the idea of reading it two or three times, you you read it two or three times, and it starts. It's to actually make one of those sense. books that I I picked up on uh, audiobook on Audible, and I thought that it would make it a little oh, bit wow. easier to understand. I thought it would. Someone saying it to me, I thought I would be able to just kind of understand a little bit more. And uh, I don't remember how far I got. And I was like, I, I have to restart this thing every 10 minutes because I'm lost. And I, I think I gave up on it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah. But I've always been super interested in the idea of it. And like b- back in college, I bought Anton LaVey's um, Titanic Bible. And yeah. just because I have like a dark curiosity, you know, like I just like weird stuff. Totally, like, dude. Like reading 
stuff that other people are not like ready to check out yet, you know? And uh, I remember reading it and, and kind of almost like laughing to myself because it, the way he writes, I don't know if you've read it or not, but it's, it's yeah. kind of, it's almost goofy how he writes it. It's not like a biblical book. That's very like, mm-hmm. uh, like I don't know, professional. It's not. It's not very. It's not written very like the way you would expect a Bible to be written. It, there's yeah, like it's super tongue in points. It's like him going like, "We're not going to do that!" Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! And it's just like, yeah, you can tell it's like it's almost like a journal of his that he's just writing these ideas down. And I, but I, but I also remember like leaving it in my dorm room when people would come over and people would just be like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> you know. And, <laughs> But I just loved that. I just loved like weirding people out with weird shit, you know. So anyway, I was super Dude, well, interested. Welcome in to my here. apartment. I've I've got yeah. so much fucking morbid shit all around this place. Like I've got you know a stuff. bunch of baphomets, and you know I've got a, a bone hanging on the wall behind me. You know I've got like this weird you know kind of sculpture thing, electric wizard. Like I, yeah. I. Yeah, my walking into my apartment, it, it's certainly an experience. <laughs> it's, a bunch so, of, it's mostly a bunch of books and guitars more than anything else, but right. the artwork is a little, little different. So, explain to me how you got into Aleister Crowley and and some of that kind of that philosophy and, and some of that stuff. Yeah, and then and then how how does it apply to the music and and how what what was the influence on on that kind of stuff too? Totally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, the real answer to that, that that's a little embarrassing, I guess, uh, is I, I had an ex-girlfriend that bought me a copy of Book of the Law because I was into the, the Satanic Bible and I was, you know, metal and, uh, you know, just kind of weird shit, you know, horror movies, whatever, yeah. uh, true crime, all that stuff. Uh, anything that, that spooks the general populace, I guess, is, right. is yeah. something that I, I find pretty appealing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I read Book of the Law the, the first time, and I was like, what the fuck was that? Uh, and so then I decided... You know, I'm I'm curious. Like I, you know, when I was in college, I I I was like a class or two short of a philosophy minor, so I was used to kind of that that type of writing in a way, or at least that that type of mental process. You know, where where you have to to really pick apart sentence by sentence, word by word, and kind of go in opposite directions, even sometimes. You know. Um, so I just started reading it, you know, a cu- couple more times and some of it really started to connect. Uh, then I started reading some of his other books. What, you know, what about his... it was connecting? I mean, what, what is he saying in this book that you're like not getting in other, in other ways, in other places, in other books? I mean, just on, on the surface level, it felt so fucking metal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I mean, Ozzy sang a song, you know, where, you know, that's, I mean, we literally changed how we said the dude's name because of an Aussie song, yeah. you know, and this was the, the quote unquote most wicked man in the world for, for like 30 years. Right. Um, 
But in terms of his philosophy, for me, it was really, you know, there, there's, there's certain catchphrases that you'll hear a lot, like, you know, we are all stars, for example, you know, which was kind of the inspiration originally for, for Man as God. Um, you know, it was kind of a mixture of reading that and then reading Colin Wilson's The Occult, um, which is a really, really dope book. Um, that that kind of shed some light on making uh, what Curly was saying a little clearer. Um, because ultimately, if you boil it down, it's the idea of, because th this factors into myself a lot. I, I really love um, like Jungian philosophy, uh, psychology. Um, it's just really interesting to me. Um, the Red Book is really, really cool. Memories, dreams, and reflections. I'm, I'm a big reader. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, th this idea of if you raise the unconscious to the level of consciousness, you reach a super consciousness, which is essentially in, in a nutshell, what, what Crowley was trying to get us to do, um, to start thinking about things in different ways, to start thinking more analytically, you know, like I, for, for a while I was, I was teaching college students, believe it or not, uh, when I was a, a, a grad student, um, you know, and, and part of it was just teaching them how to, to write papers, essentially. And I was always like, write analytically, think analytically. And, you know, I had this big background in that and I read Curly and it was essentially just saying like, hey, start thinking, start thinking about how you can improve yourself because what else do we have in the world besides uh, you know, improving ourselves and bettering ourselves. So what you made know, him not, a dark figure then? What, what about this is so dark and, and occult-ish? Probably the heroin and, and sex magic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's really metal shit if you read it. You know, it, it just sounds cool, for one. Um, like, I have... <laughs> This will actually kind of, this is apropos, I guess. I have uh, a big old book of, of Crowley stuff. It's, it's pretty massive. Um, I'm working through that one right now. But everything in there, it just sounds like it has so much weight, so much gravity. Uh, and and that's, that's kind of metal if you boil it down. You know, it, it's, it's hefty music um which is what makes it so unique and so special and so in my opinion beautiful and, and personal you know i i think metal is about as good as it gets <laughs> you, you know as i was describing man as god uh well and wayward gods kind of like back to you as i was saying it it did kind of remind me of the satanic bible because you know, just being your own God, I think is kind of how he described it anyway, because he didn't did 100%. Yeah, you know, so, so I don't know if that was intentional or not. But as I was describing it back to you, I was like, you know, that sounds an awful lot like <laughs> Anton LaVey anyway, but yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've spent some time with the satanic Bible. <laughs> um, you know, I, uh, but he, I but he was a lot I, more I, outright about like, you know, whatever, whatever they as in like Christians are telling you, I want to do like the opposite. And he was like, you know, spelling it out very clearly like that in a yeah, very like gradual yeah. way. Whereas like the Crowley stuff, 
I, I'm not getting the like, the dark sense of it yet. Like Anton Lavey was oh, like call, calling himself the, the great B six 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 isn't isn't quite uh, dark enough for you. <laughs> well, I don't I don't know. What's um, up, so that's what I'm asking. Like yeah yeah, dark, dude. You know? I'll I'll uh, I'll get your your address and I'll send you a couple couple things that that I think you'll you'll really dig. I'll have to you know, I'll have to put my headphones on and like really buckle down on the book of law again. I'll, I'll give it another shot here one of these days. Yeah. I mean, some of it sounds kind of, uh, you know, a lot of it was, was really big with hippies because they misread it. Like I'm, I'm not necessarily a big hippie guy. Um, you know, but they, they read love is the law, love under will. And they were like, yeah, love, um, which is not quite how you should read it really. Um, in my opinion, you know, everyone, I, I think Crowley would say, I would have said that you should read it how you need to read it. Just like LeVay would have said the same thing. I think about the, the satanic Bible, just get yeah. out of it what you can and what, what matters to you. Uh, but yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, something, something about Crowley when I, when I read it, I, I feel like I'm, I'm really in touch with, with something um you know and then that's that's where the fucking name of, of of this project comes from was i was gonna ask you know, too because but, as i was looking up how to pronounce awas i was like oh there's alistair crowley's name <laughs> like that now it's all making yeah sense. it's all getting back back together now i get it yeah so. yeah i mean it was it was the the voice uh essentially of what he referred to as his holy guardian angel um which sounds super christian so it's you know but you get there um but uh you know uh, essentially of this this supreme power that started dictating to him the book of the law and changed his entire outlook on things and it was a very creative voice and i felt a, a creative voice you know um inside of me that was was giving me these songs um, you know, and so it felt, uh, felt appropriate. <laughs> Do you have any like modern today's philosophers or, or, or authors that you, that you're into at, to this level or do you pretty much stick with the, these couple guys? Uh, for, for the occult, I like a lot of the older stuff. Um, like I, I just finished reading like a 400 page book from the 19th century by this guy named Eliphas Levi. Um, that was, that was pretty crazy. Um, but there are some really, really great philosophers. There's actually a dude that you should check out, uh, called, uh, Eugene Thacker is his name. Uh, and one of his books is essentially a, a philosophical examination of the occult, of metal and of horror movies um so that one's that one's really fucking cool um i think i think that eugene thacker is just a genius uh he teaches uh at a college uh, up in new york city i think oh, okay so you know this guy's still out and about yeah i think he's actually a pretty young guy i think he's okay. like in his 40s some of the stuff of what you know about like self improvement and stuff sounds you know like like Jordan Peterson esque. Do you, do you like fuck with stuff like that? Do you, do you know no, Jordan Peterson? No. no. 
Yeah, I that I I'm uh, I, I would not say that I really agree with Jordan Peterson on much. On much, um, I mean, he's, he's got some he's got some uh, religious things that I, you know, is probably a pretty far cry from from some of the stuff you read. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, I when I talk about self improvement, I don't mean it in like some kind of raise yourself up by the fucking bootstraps uh, type of way. I don't mean it in a, a, a capitalist type of uh, description. I mean it more in terms of a, a, you know, like a philosophical metaphysical way. Um, like some of us are just always going to be fucked with a job that we fucking hate, you know, or that it's a job that doesn't pay enough, for example, but that's sometimes things happen and that's how it ends up. And it, it sucks and that's that's really unfair and i hate that um but what i mean by self-improvement is things like um i'm always trying to to keep my brain sharp and so i'm always reading things that are outside of my comfort zone for example like right now i'm reading paradise lost and a bunch of weird occult stuff um because i i want to to keep sharp and keep growing as a person and so i i I see self-improvement less in terms of like money or station and more in terms of growth as an as a person um you know and 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 what that can do to help other people you Mm -hmm. know i mean i curly has helped me you know Okay, so let's bring it back to the music. Yeah. How, how <laughs> philosophical stuff uh, and, and these specific figures apply to the album or specific songs or your just music in general? The, the whole album is essentially a mixture of equal parts, Aleister Crowley, Carl Jung, and me talking about being bipolar. You know? That's, that's, that's the album. Um, shit. It's fucking AirPods, man. Um, but, uh, you know, I was, I was essentially trying to get out some ideas as I was processing the occult. I was trying to process some of the stuff that I was reading, uh, that my, my, my fucking therapist you know, recommended it to me. He was like, give this a try. You're a reader. See what happens. Um, and I was trying to work through a lot of really difficult shit that was happening in my life. Um, you know, li- life as a whole is going to throw you a, a fuck ton of challenges, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I'm swearing so much. I'm, I'm, I have a mouth like a, a sailor. I, I never swear on the album. Is, is the this is probably one of the part. least... Uh cuss filled episodes I've had. So don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I've definitely heard some, some episodes where, where it was there. I, I just wanted to make sure that I was good. Uh, I've been having to ask podcasts as I've been on them. Like, Hey, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I, I was trying to process all of those things and I was going through a lot while I was, uh, writing the album, both lyrically and musically, uh, like call of the siren. I was having one of the lowest points in my life. Um, and that's why that song sounds so fucking dismal. Um, you know, I, I almost threw that song away actually. Um, 
And then I hit up my my best friend and I was like, hey, am I on to something or is this too miserable? And he was like, no, 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 no. you got to you got to keep this. You have to keep this, um, you know, and Titan, the, the opener is a song about healing and and feeling better about your position in life. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and man is God and from chains. I mean, from chains is pretty much just about, uh, if you boil down to it, it's looking at the manic experience through the eyes of the occult, you know? So it, it, it's really personal to me, I guess. Um, it was, it was very, it's very hard to release these songs out into the world. Is it? Uh, yeah. How, how does it feel? Like, do you feel like you're exposing yourself or, I mean, a lot of people listen to music and just take it at surface value and they don't read anything deeper into it. They might, even if they understand the words that you're saying or read the lyrics, mm-hmm. which most don't in the first place, you know, they probably won't even look that far into it. They'll, they'll, they'll listen to it yeah. on a personal level for themselves anyway. First, they're not going to think about you necessarily. Do you feel exposed when you put out an album like this? Do you feel like people are are knowing too much about you or or does it feel good and you just go, you know, people don't don't give a shit and they're just gonna listen to it? Dude, it's like a mixture. Um, you know, I've I've made a lot of really good friends through my music. You know, like some some really close friends are people that I've made, you know, made friendships with uh through, you know, just talking all the time on, you know, DMs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um you know, and one of my, you know, you know, close friend, uh, Vinny Tobner, who's actually the, he does the last guitar solo. I wanted to ask you, James. yeah, I wanted to ask you about him and, and how he got on there. Cause I, I, you know, I've followed him for, for a while now and curious Dude, how that yeah. play. Is he, he's not Arizona, is he, or, or is he? No, he's, he's in Ohio. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, he kind of took me under his wing from, from literally day one, like literally the day that I created an Instagram uh, and started trying to find, you know, like what was the doom metal artist world like? Because I followed it yeah. on my personal Instagram, but, yeah. uh, you know, not as much as I do now, obviously, but uh, now that I'm kind of entrenched in it, but. Same. No, he took me un, un, under. Yeah, uh, he took me under his wing and and was like, "You're doing everything wrong in the nicest way possible." But he was like, "You're doing everything wrong." Uh, and um, you know, I wrote from chains, and I knew there had to be a really emotional and almost violent sounding solo at the end, because um, that song is literally a about feeling manic and what that is like, you know? And that's why it has ups, it has downs, it has just, it's huge, it's overwhelming. Uh, the lyrics are are literally just narrating through an occult lens what it's like to be manic, um, you know? And Vinny and I are both pretty honest about our mental health, um, you know, because the way I think both of us see it is that if I can be honest about my mental health and that helps one person, you know, yeah, um, that's worth the awkwardness. Um, so then I hit him up and I was like, 
hey man, you know, I've got this song. I want you to listen to it. I wrote a section that is at the end uh, that needs a guitar solo and I can't do it right. Because I tried and, and I just couldn't capture what I had in my head. Uh, and I sent Vinny the lyrics and I told him what I was thinking about. And he was like, uh, okay, let me, let me record a couple takes. And so he did, he sent me a couple of them. And the, the one that's on the album, uh, was the one that he was like, listen to this one first. I think this is the better one. Uh, and I think this is what you're going to want to go with. Uh, and I heard it and I never looked back. Uh, I thought it, I thought it was perfect. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, I've, I've had people reach out to me and say that, that from chains, uh, you know, meant something to them. And that's, that's more a reward than anything else. Yeah. You know? Outweighs any awkwardness that might have come about for any reason makes it dude. Yeah. It, worth it, at least. If I'm honest about my struggles with mental health, you know, that can only help someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I've started to to get somewhat of a following, you know, um, it it's something that I try to be honest and real about is the way I see it is there might be someone who sees one of my posts that, you know, gets, you know, help or something because they need it um yeah so i i see it as i'm willing to put up with that that awkwardness um because i have a bit of a you know a platform i I make music and i make what i i think at least is pretty good music uh (laughs) you know so if someone can get something out of it and someone can feel like they're, they're less alone or maybe they, they reach out to someone and say, Hey, I'm feeling this way. Fuck it. Worth it. Yeah. I think more and more people are doing that nowadays. I mean, you know, as taboo as that might've oh, been yeah. 50 years ago and then 20 years ago. And, and now it's like, I think everyone's pretty comfortable, you know, with, with what they're going. Sometimes a little too comfortable, probably. <laughs> Sometimes a little too comfortable. Yeah. I think that um, it's an improvement over, you know, 50 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, fuck it. I, I have no shame. I see a, a therapist every week. You know, I, I, I'm not a big crier, but that I wish I cried more. You know, it's yeah. fine to have feelings, everyone. Right. <laughs> so uh, we're almost up on an hour. Do you want to cleanse the palate and do uh, real or fuzz real quick? Dude, we can, whatever you want to do. I'm just having a great time. Me too. I, we could probably make this a long episode, but I usually, if you have, if you have other questions you wanted to go for, I'm just having fun chatting back and forth. I, I, lo- <laughs> I love hearing the, stuff. The, the rest of the questions I kind of wrote down are like super random. We kind of hit on this stuff about the album and the occult and philosophy and all that kind of stuff that I really wanted to talk about. The rest are, are super random, but let's, let's see how real or fuzz goes. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually, this is, I've been nervous as fuck about this because I feel like people do so well at oh, this no. <laughs> and, and I feel like I'm going to be absolutely horrible at it. No, this is the easy one. You know, when, when you have a whole band on here, sometimes I make them do the fuzz around where I just put up a picture and you have to be funny. You have to make a, a funny album title. And 
Oh, I would have I would have just given up if you'd done that to me. I do that to people <laughs> when they're like in I'm a not band. Near, there's, like three, there's like three or four people. I'll do that to them because they kind of like feed off of each other. But I, I'm awkward enough like on my own that I, I would, if someone did that to me, I'd be like, I'm out of here, dude. Fuck this. <laughs> you know? So yeah, I don't, I'm not no, going to do that. I, to I feel the pressure person. just mount massively. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, the, this is the easy one. I'm going to give you the easy game. And this is a good one. Like I said, this is a good Realer Fuzz. It might be my favorite. First I'm one. Excited. So anyway, just to set the, set the stage, <laughs> if anyone hasn't seen this before, I'm going to show... 10 album covers, one at a time, and you have to tell me if they're real or fuzzed. This is a, this is a real special <laughs> version of Real or Fuzz. First Oof. one. Three-way come. I would bet money that this is real. This is real. Like, yeah. There, I, as soon as I saw it, one, it's really, really good. Like in terms of the actual drawing itself, I was like, right. I would have a hard time believing that you would spend that much time drawing that one. Right. Just, yeah. just for for it, real. It if I were to make this, if it was if I were to make something called three way come, it would probably just be like three dudes coming on each other. It wouldn't have this like artistic just a bottle vision. of mayonnaise or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it wouldn't have this like artistic yeah. twist to it, like this this person did. <laughs> yeah. No, I I dig that one. Oh um, man, boned. Bone. Up at the oh man, it's like it's like a mixture of White Snake and ACDC. Yeah, uh, I'm boy. I hope it's not offensive to say that I hope that this is fuzzed. I wish this was fuzzed. This is real. No fucking way. Yeah. I, I don't know what real. it sounds like. I, 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 I meant to check this one out at some point and actually see what it sounds like. It's got to be some sort of ACDC twist, right? But I, I haven't heard it yet. It's real. Yeah. I, I mean, at least it's not up the crack. <laughs> uh, that would have been good. Yeah. You know, up at the crack. What does that even fucking mean, dude? I don't know. I don't uh, know. I'm surprised Gibson. I guess they only have half the Gibson logo there. I'm surprised that Gibson didn't freak it's the fuck out. It's a little they left the Gibson on there, though. Yeah. I mean, they could have just easily <laughs> photoshopped that out. Yeah, dude. Shit. <laughs> Hate ink. Get fisted. Wow. That's that's something. Um, God, I feel like I'm just gonna be so wrong every time. I'm gonna guess fuzzed. This is fuzzed. Okay. Whoo! Glad. <laughs> All right. I was like, Meat shit, shit <laughs> man. Meat shits. Get ready. Get ready. pussy. <laughs> <laughs> this one's totally real. This is real. Yeah. This one's totally real, and I really want this. I hope this is like a seven-inch. Like this is like the second, maybe third time I've had meat shits on this game. Uh, always a different meat shits. Album. You know, they have a great. They chose uh, a yeah. They chose a relatable name. And, I love uh, that question too. Get ready to shave pussy. 
<laughs> yeah. With the question is the question mark. <laughs> Not sure, just asking. Oh boy. Dog shit sandwich. Murdering bastards. Man. I'm gonna say this is real. This is real. Yeah. Um, I, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm really hearing like a, a hardcore punk band, like very dead Gotta Kennedy be. style. Gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> Satan was a lesbian. Uh, man, I feel like this was, uh, like 1950s pulp, like, fiction book cover instead of an album cover does that count as as fake <laughs> um, you're 100 right by the way you're you're already 100 right it, it would literally okay. was a, 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 like a pulp not novel i don't know what you call it um so it, you, technically i guess it's fuzz but it's very much real i don't know it, it's not a, it's not a musical album but it's very much a real thing that i did very little to <laughs> So yeah, well. you you tricked me. You tried to trick me on that one, but I feel like I I, 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 think, I, I think stepped up my you. game. Yeah, I think I'll give that one to you. The Heaney boys fingered it out. <laughs> I I love everything about this. Um, I wish that I had just done this for my album cover. Um. I look great in leather. Uh, I'm going to guess this is real. This is real. I guess. I, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I just, I've seen some, some like really bad translation, you know, t-shirts and stuff. Uh, a friend of mine uh, did a semester abroad in Taiwan and he had some, some pretty amusing English translations that he would uh, send pictures of. Yeah, uh, and this immediately reminded me of that. What's interesting about this one is that one, they're clearly children, um, but yeah, the the photo is actually abnormally clear for one of an album like this. Normally, it's like some small little thumbnail. That's all I can find. This is like a very clear. It's a good picture, which doesn't make yeah. any sense. I don't understand. Like it, it reminds me of uh, what is it? Uh, Immortals, uh, Sons of Northern Darkness, I feel like, is what they were inspired by. <laughs> yeah, and there's nothing sexual about the cover, but they called it Fingered It Out, so I... I yeah, no, there's nothing that. sexual, luckily. Um, yeah. You know, I guess he's got his, his devil horns, but... Hmm. Anyway, Unfortunate. That's a real one. Shh, Satan is coming. <laughs> uh this reminds me i i lived in iowa when i was in in high school and there was a gas station chain called come and go i live in illinois uh, I, I know it very well yeah oh yeah okay so it wasn't just an iowa thing okay yeah uh that was endless laughter as a, as yeah. a stoned high schooler um probably made i'm more gonna get than they did with gas. dude right <laughs> um I'm going to guess that this is technically fuzzed. It is fuzz. Yeah. 
Damn, I, I'm actually doing better than I thought. You're doing really good. You're doing really good, actually, yeah. Every time I watch one of these, I'm terrible. Oh, this is real. This has <laughs> got to be real. This, Are you I, so sure? I would bet money that this is real, dude. <laughs> like, everything about this says a mixture of deathcore and new metal and everything about it says that it's real because right. yeah People listening this is called regurgitated a regurgitate regurgitate carnivorous erection is the name of the album and uh this was this was you know like the other reason that run. i think oh you create this is fuzzed no 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 this oh, is real, okay. but I I thought if anything, if anything, I would get you on this one. Dude, you this know one's a master. You know how I knew that it wasn't you. How? Oh. It was regurgitate as opposed to regurgitate. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel right. like your your sense of humor, you would have made it regurgitate. <laughs> yeah. You, you probably haven't been there, <laughs> but I mean, I don't. I just came across this album cover, and I was like, "Holy shit! This Where is do like you find holy, this shit, dude. <laughs> this is like the holy grail <laughs> of bad album covers. This is. I was shocked when I saw this thing. I was like, "Oh man, this is the I'm one. Gonna this is gonna be my home run." This. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to this album just just out of curiosity. Yeah, this one is Swine and Dine. Eat me. Uh, I actually kind of like this one. Uh, I, 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 before I got into metal, I was like really into punk. Like I was into like, you know, I, I got into metal via black flag. Uh-huh. Uh, and this reminds me of a lot of like 1980s, you know, hardcore, you know, under underground punk, mm-hmm. uh, stuff. So I'm going to guess this one's real. I, I, I genuinely actually kind of like this one. This is fuzzed. What? Oh yeah. fuck me! God <laughs> I got, damn it! I got you on two. That's it. Just two. Motherfucker! <laughs> you did great though. Yeah, dude. I I I I really thought I was gonna bomb that. I I was sweating blood about specifically that part of this. <laughs> man, I brought. I felt like I brought the heavy hitters on that one. Man, there were some good ones in there. Yeah, I thought I I, I kind of surprised myself. I uh, now I won't get too much shit from Erica, even though I think she might be the the champ of of she, the fuzz round. Yeah, I think that actually the most recent one that I did with with Thomas uh, Jaeger from Monolord. Uh, oh yeah, he was real good. He just got one wrong, um, but the, see the difference was that I made a coffee one for him, mm-hmm. and the difference yeah. between coffee is that. They can't be absurd because they're a product, you know, whereas album covers can be completely absurd. So I can make absurd stuff to match it. Whereas like, you know, his, it was like, I don't know, maybe the band does, maybe they don't. And it was just based off of like, do I think this band is at a level where they have their own coffee? So a little bit different rules on that, but he, he missed one and Erica, I missed, missed one. You missed two. Oh, God damn it. I thought I tied her. Maybe I'd have to go back oh, and check. I thought you, maybe she missed one. I might. I might have to go back just out of my competitive nature and check just to maybe just so I can, Maybe could have been. Yeah, I'll have to hit her up and be like, 
if she beat me by one, it's because I didn't wear a shirt and it's some kind of bad luck. <laughs> yep. All right. So before we before we end the podcast, I know that you have a new single coming out. Yeah. I want to ask you about the new single. Tell me uh, all about the single and, and what's going on with that. Dude, I'm I'm really, 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 really excited about this one. Um, the song is uh, called Solus and Stellus. Um, it's uh, Latin. And, uh, we were we were really struggling with the song title, and we were finally like, let's see what some some different phrases sound like in Latin. And uh, we we're really about this one. Uh, but it's me and the Astral Construct Project. Um, yeah, so it, it's Astral Construct Project on uh, Instagram, but it's Astral Construct for on any you know streaming platform or anything like that. Uh, Astral Construct. If, you know, any of the listeners out there haven't heard uh, his stuff, please go check it out. He's, in my opinion, a fucking genius. Um, and uh, and, a, and I, I count him as a friend. Um, and we were just kind of going back and forth, talking about a lot of stuff. You know, we've been friends for a while. We've, we've never actually met, but, you know, we're, we're really tight. Um and uh you know just because music and and everything else and having a lot of similar experiences and thoughts about things uh and i had a riff essentially that i was like i can't use this for awas because it just didn't fit the sound you know it it sounded so you know different uh but i i believed in it and so i sent it to him and i was like hey would you want to try and do something uh a little different together and just see where it goes uh and he was 100 on board with it you know and and we kind of had the idea of like hey maybe we'll we'll do something just for for publicity or you know just to kind of get get some likes just just for fun really um but then it started to get really good (laughs) um you know we weren't even gonna have it mixed or mastered or anything like that uh we were just gonna put it out and then it, it started kind of becoming one of those things that we send a section back and forth to each other and uh suddenly we had a you know an eight minute song that's really uh it's it's like a there, there's some tool in there there's some pink floyd in there there's some caius in there and, you know it's riffy it's spacey uh there's there's a lot of uh we both you know flexed on guitar a little bit at certain points um and then my my stepbrother who does a lot of really amazing work uh for like major labels um mixed and mastered it because we're actually going to give all the proceeds to the scleroderma foundation uh scleroderma is a really rare autoimmune disease which essentially causes hardenings of the the organs um and it can be it's generally fatal it's not necessarily like a short-term fatal but it, it, it it's not curable um you know, like one of the, the the key opening signs that a lot of times it's misdiagnosed as arthritis is uh, your skin hardens and so your hands are really tight and so you feel like you have arthritis and so it gets misdiagnosed a lot of the time. Um, and that was actually what my my mom 
passed away from complications of. And, you know, we knew from the start that if we released it on Bandcamp, that we were going to donate all the money to, to some charity, just because, for one, this is not necessarily the most profitable form of music. Uh, and for two, like, yeah, we we just believed in in kind of doing something good, you know, something kind of nice. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's important to, if you have money to spare, sometimes give it to those in need. Um, and so we, uh, we finished the song. My, my stepbrother, Austin Seltzer, um, his, uh, his handle is Seltzer Sounds. He's, he's really a, a truly impressive musical mind in terms of how he, he approaches mixing and mastering. Uh, the album that you have out now no he did not i uh i i i cannot afford his time like even on a family discount uh he did this one he did this one especially as as a favor and as part of his contribution uh you know he does he does like netflix trailers where he you know like yeah his his stuff is beyond my pay grade (laughs) <laughs> um you know e- even with with some 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 friendly stuff but it was it was yeah. his really really generous donation to to mix and master it for us to really give it the sound that we were looking for uh so i want to give him huge props for that uh yeah. great guy um and for for any musicians out there you know hit him up you know if you can afford him he's the best so it's for me, it kind of feels like in terms of friends, family, things like that, it feels like kind of an all-star collaboration. Uh, I really believe in the song. Um, and uh, I hope there will be more to come from, from Asheville and I. Um, yeah. I hope, you know, I, I know that he and I both hope more than anything else that, that we can raise some money for a good cause. And when is this coming out? So it'll be premiered on Monster Riff on December 1st, and then it'll go live on Bandcamp Friday, December 3rd. Cool. So I'm, I'm really excited for it. You know, I, I've got, I'm working on a, a few different things right now, but, you know, once, once I get over the, the surreal nature of having my album out, I'm going to be really excited about this single coming out. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And, uh, the, you know, the album, like I said, will be out when this drops and you have vinyl out. Yeah, it's uh, Yes, sir, know, I do. It'll for digital, obviously. And anything else you want to say about the, the new album? Man, I uh, just give it a listen with uh, an open mind and, uh, you know, let me know what you think. DM, I'm, I respond to, to DMs pretty, pretty religiously. Or I do my best to. Um, so fucking let me know what you think. If it connects with you, let me know. And, uh, if you're a vinyl head like me, give it a whirl and uh, see if you like it. And and what was it like getting getting your music on, on vinyl, especially as a a solo band, (laughs) band? like what is, what is it like getting, getting your music on vinyl? Dude, it was fucking surreal. Um, like, Literally the apex of what I wanted was to hear what I could sound like on vinyl. Yeah. Um, and I considered that like the ultimate win, you know, 
um, and hearing it was it was an emotional experience, you know. Like I actually being like, holy fucking shit! Like I'm I'm hearing my music on my preferred medium to listen to music. Right. Uh, it, it, it it's wild, dude. You know, and uh, it's it's an expensive process. Luckily, pre-orders are helping out. You know, and one you know before my mom passed away, she she gave me a little bit of money to to be able to to do it. Um you know, to help out with the the cost of everything. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a doubly emotional experience on, on that end, you yeah, know, sure. but uh, I'm, I'm really proud of it. Uh, I, I genuinely feel like I, I, I put a worthwhile piece of art out there and I hope I everyone enjoys it. I did. Uh, I really appreciate your time, man. And uh, I, I do love the album. And uh, I, I hope everyone checks it out. And uh, thanks for being here, man. It was cool to talk to you. And, and we, I, like I said, we could have went for probably another hour talking about our love of weird stuff. But dude, <laughs> whenever, round two. whenever, we'll do a round uh, two, man. <laughs> dude, I am I am in for a round two. Whenever you name the day, and I'll be there. Right on. All right, man. Well, well, thanks for stopping by, dude. And uh, we'll talk later. Sounds great, brother. Cool. See ya.